Hello, everybody. Welcome. We're in the days of Derech Eretz Kadmala Torah. Correct action is our preparation for Torah. Torah Shavuos. Sefer Chinuch tells us that these are the days of preparation, of counting down, of excitement. Ke'evid Yishaf Litzel, like an Evid working hard, carrying his master's golf clubs. So tired, so hot, so thirsty, so worn out, waiting for a little bit of shade. So to waiting for the Torah, the day the Torah came into the world, the way we get ready for it is by counting the Omer, by preparing. And many have a custom to specifically prepare with the Kinyani Torah, because Kinyani Torah, some try to do a Kinyan every day. I don't find that realistic or so satisfying. Sometimes I'll read it over, this time not, at least to get some Tom. But what we're going to try to do is to, yes, deal with the Kinyani Torah in a more in-depth way, in a more avodidic way. And very likely that we'll continue this through the summer. It started over, it's starting towards Shuas, but Kinyani Torah is something which are necessary all the time, as we'll explain. What's the idea of Memchas Kinyani Torah? First of all, it just this shows you how much, how great the Torah is and how much is necessary for the Torah. The more preparation something needs, obviously it's a greater task than something needs less preparation. Why does a doctor make more money than a gas gas station attendant he might be doctors may be doing something more interesting but he had to prepare for it so much and that's a sign that what he's doing is on a higher level no offense to people who work in exxon and mobile but it's different being a doctor preparation so the torah needs an enormous amount of preparation 48 ways which one has to reach a certain level of shlemus to be a true tamachacham that's not our goal here obviously but that idea is so amazing. Byron Cutler said that they're called Kinyani Torah because just like other forms of Kinyanim that we have all over Shas and Sachs Kedush and Vavavasra and other places, Vavavatsiya, etc. That's the way to be Kona. Those are the ways to be Kona. What woman? A person could say 100 times, I love you, and that's not going to work. A person could jump up and down uh, without aid them and have one aid and say I have the most kosher aid that's not going to work Kenyan has to go in the way that the Torah and Hazal dictated that it goes and so too when it comes to Kenyani Torah Hazal have dictated to us how does one require the Torah and as much as Hazal indicated to us so it's not going to work to do it any other way so to be of the Torah we have to go in the ways that the Torah says and that's what we're going to investigate and I'm excited to do it because I've studied the Kinyani Torah many, many times. I have uh, a lot of notes and a lot of sikumim. I've made some interesting discoveries that I'll share in this topic. But I don't think I've ever dealt with it in a VOD setting. And it's exciting for me to, to jump in. I hope others will be then also. One other note, of course, we have women, I believe, who listen to this VOD that we very much appreciate. Women's involvement, we think most of what we say is shovel of nefesh is equal to all people. As much as this is about Kinyani Torah, and in its specific sense, uh, Kinyani Torah really about being Kona the Torah, and it's um, more in a man type of way. Women, of course, do have a gishat to Torah. They have to know different things, as uh, posts will speak about. But I think it is a very big mistake to think that a woman's way in Torah and a man's way in Torah is the same. Uh, topically and intensity-wise, etc., doesn't mean there's certain miyuchadika women that break the mold, but there is a mold. The fact that that Talmud Torah is mitzvah to a man 
is commanded to a man in the most intense way, and the woman it's not, uh, is no greater sign than that, that they're very, very different. That means that a woman's nefesh, her neshama is built in a different way that doesn't need Torah in the same way that a man's does. I just think that's, I think that's obvious anybody who looks at the Torah from uh, trying to figure out from the Dine Torah outside as opposed to coming with Western agendas inside. <laughs> so, but that being said, so part of what we're going to say might be less fit for women, but I think a lot of it will be things that women can apply in their own lives and in their own Torah study, if it will be in their own way also. Okay, so everybody's still very much in, but if there are parts which are less uh, practical, fitting, etc. Please uh, take that with a in stride. I once weathered, we- once wondered whether it was a a seder in order to the Kinyani Torah. This is an interesting thing. And uh, right, there are forty eight things that are listed, far ranging things from joy to shimish chachamim to not working too much to patience to amunis chachamim, believing the chacham kabbalz yisurim, receiving yisurim, sameach b'chalka, of course. Mikra Mishnah, Pilbal Talmidim, Miyachena, not sleeping too much, Miyatsicha, not talking too much. Is there any order in the way that the, they're listed? So I believe there is, and I was open to uncover a bit of it. And I think I had about eight floors uh, ascending. And then I didn't work it out past that. But I still think there's a value in the part that I saw an order in. And I'm going to share that just as, uh, at least as an introduction, if not more than that. The first, depending how you count, the different sheets and how to count it, but the first eight are Talmud, which generally means, you know, learning a lot. Shmiya Sozin, which means listening. Arichas Asayim, which means speaking. Binas Ali means deep understanding. Emu Bir are different forms of fear. Um, anava, of course, humility, simcha's joy. I believe that's a group. Okay, and these are what I like to call the first. Just look at my notes for a moment. The first three floors of the binyan of the Memches Kinyani Torah. Uh, let's just let me give that over for a second, and we'll discuss the. That's like the first three, just like sometimes in a hotel, you know, the first three floors, like one section, then another section is above it. So the three floors are is three floors of a section. Talmud is the first thing. What's the idea of Talmud? The idea of Talmud is the basic lifestyle of always being involved in learning. On the simplest level, that's what it means. You have to always be involved in learning. Right? Talmud Chacham, it's hard to imagine Talmud Chacham who just doesn't learn a lot. I get a chizik sometimes, you know, you wonder when you push Talmud Torah so much, hey, there are other ways to live life. There are other people who find other forms of kedusha for sure. But you know, we push it a lot in yeshivas and even in the non-yeshiva. Uh, I don't want to say the non-yeshiva world, but even by non-yeshiva students, the idea that people are kovei itamotar is so present. And what I get a a lot is when you look at Gedolei Yisrael, you know, our great men of letters, they spend so much time learning all of them. That was such a there were some on the left, some on the right, but the basic. Um, the basic uh, connector that almost all of them had was that they were deeply, deeply, deeply involved in Talmud Torah all the time. And so you see from there how central this is. And so many Chazals which focus on learning 
we see it coming up again and again and again and again and again. So many Chazal speak so strongly about how central learning is. So that's Talmud. That's the first thing, right? If you're not, you got to, as they say, you got to be in it to win it. Then we have, here's where I started to see a, uh, a connection. He's connecting. You have Shmias Ozen listening, Arichas Asayim speaking, and Venus Aleyev, which is deep understanding. I saw a connection those two, and I call those the second floor, which is that's giving all your faculties over to this pursuit. My heart, my ears, my, my mouth are all in it. And then you have basic midos, which you need to accompany it. Most basic midos, which you need to accompany the Talmud Torah, are yira, anav, and simcha. Basic sense of yira, shamayim, anav, humility, and joy. Without those three, three things. So that's, that's the first section. Let's see. Uh, hopefully, Bezrat Hashem will get there. I'll talk about the next section, room four to seven. But I thought it was a beautiful thing. Just to, you know, I was very happy that we made order out of those first seven midos. Bottom floor, let's do it quickly again. Bottom floor, Talmud. Person not learning all the time, not much to talk about. Once a person has that basic decision, now what? Now. And you're basically learning all the time, now what? Now. Listening speaking, understanding, my mind's given over. I'm, my faculties are really in this. Not just spending my time the right way, I'm giving myself over to this thing the right way. And then, let's have those two floors in place. The third floor comes on, which is Yira, Nav, and Simcha. Those are the Midas which have to accompany this pursuit. Okay, let's get a little more practical. Talmud, I don't want to talk about now. I think everybody has a basic understanding of that, how central that is in the pursuit of wisdom. You know, what's more what's more central to the pursuit of wisdom than pursuing wisdom by being involved and engaged in all the time. And um, that's pretty obvious. But I do want to focus more, and we're going to try to get it practical to the Vod level, is Shmias Ozen and Rikha Sasayim, which generally means Shmias Ozen means ear listening, listening with the ear. Rikha Sasayim means Aruch, it's like Shokan Aruch, it's like set a set table, a, an organized table, a, a place in place table. Or sign means that the the sasayim lips saying it the right way. So what's the idea of Shmiya Sozin? Why, why is Shmiya Sozin necessary for Torah? So this I believe is from the Maral. Imlo Yishma Mila Ofilu Teva If you lack sometimes, if you don't listen well, why is listening so important in, in learning? Because sometimes if you miss one word or you something even one letter, you can ruin the whole thing. Did he say ve or not? Right? That's a, was that a vavachibur? Was there an and there or not? You know, stories told about a certain Magichir that he said a certain yisod, a foundational point in Rashi, and a Talmud came to him with six questions. A very strong Talmud came to him with six questions from all over the place. And this Rebbe showed the Talmud in each place how he learned it wrong. And exactly what he thought was a proof against these, so that the Rebbe had said it was really a proof for what the Rebbe had said. Chachma is subtle. It's not real Chachma. It's subtle. It's not bombastic. It's not sound bites. It's not catchy. It's what it is. And and what it is, sometimes if it's set over a little bit wrong, it gets it totally wrong. And that's Eidiv Shmiya. You have to grab every letter, every word, because if you don't, then you can miss the whole Indian, right? 
Kaivalajner adds an amazing idea that what a person hears makes a bigger erosion on him than often what he sees in Svarim. And that is another totally way of understanding on a practical level why Shemir Zohzen is so important in the pursuit of Chachma. Because I'll say it like this in my way. As I grow older in Chinuch, I see so much is about making things that are memorable for the Talmudim. Events that are memorable, event, uh, ideas that are memorable. There's a way to say it that something's going to be forgotten. There's a way to say something that's going to be remembered. I know myself, there were things that my, I forget a lot of things. It's no secret. I've written about that publicly. I forget many things. I don't consider myself to be someone who has a great memory. I forget a lot. But there are things my Rebbeim said to me that they were etched in me. And I remember them much clearer. So very often, the whole, if one becomes a good listener, so something that you'll have to read 10 times, you only have to listen to once. What's better, to listen, to read 10 times or listen once? Far more time efficient to listen once. And you can also be moved on a Musr level, on a Yerushalayim level, by something you hear. You hear a good Magid, sure, you hear a good Shmuz, an arousing Shmuz, it can move you. So what you hear moves you more than what you read. So therefore, that's why Shmiya, the, the quality of, of Shmiya, is so important in the pursuit of Chachma. What's the idea of Richa Sasayim? Why is speaking important? So again, I believe the Maral used to said, It works for understanding and for memory. Speech, right? There are things that a person speaks, and excuse me, there are things that a person says, and it all makes sense, perfect sense. And then you and then you speak it out, and suddenly you realize, wow, that makes no sense. What did I, what was I thinking? It's mamish like a dream. A person's in the middle of a dream, and everything makes sense, and everything's moving in its own order. And then you wake up and try to remember the dream, and like, it made no sense. It just makes no sense. That's exactly what happens when you speak things out in learning. You have an idea in your head, and you try to transmit it to yourself or to others through speech, and you see that, well, that just makes no sense. So that's why, obviously, Arich Zasayim is so important in the pursuit of Torah, right? Uh, the, that, that, was, that idea was from the Rupayim Velazhner, when you speak things out, you feel like a mashkia. I want to go into more. They did more. It's not just that you feel the mistake. It's that the idea is present in front of you. It's stated. It's there. You see it. Now you can think about it. It's, it's memorable. Okay? So that's Arikha's assignment is so important. So, so again, so the general picture of what we're talking about is that Talmud, yeah, I'm learning all the time. Now I'm giving myself over to this Pursuit, the greatest pursuit that is a pursuit of wisdom. Like the Raman writes in Hilchus Rotseach, the Chaim, right? Without wisdom, life without wisdom to the one who pursues is like death. This is what I'm about. This is what we're about. This is what the Jewish people is about. Each person where he is, whether he's learning all day, whether he's learning an hour a day. Pursuit of wisdom is basic to our national identity. It's basic to my religious persona. I'm someone who's trying to grow in wisdom. I'm trying to just trying to grow in what do I have to do? You know what you have to do? First you got to learn a lot. Now you know now you got to give over your listening and your speech to this thing. Shmias Ozen I want to speak a little more practically about um listening and uh speaking. Okay. We 
hopefully all know that sometimes we do a good job of listening. Sometimes we do a bad job of listening. Sometimes our spouses will tell us or our coworkers will tell us, our employees, our employer will tell us, you know, you're not listening. You're not listening to me. Sometimes when others are speaking, we're just preparing, getting ready for the response. I know I'm like that a lot. Someone's speaking, I'm already lining up my response. Are you still listening to them? No, I got the idea already, right? Before you even open up your mouth, I know what you're going to say. Really? Did you really know? Did you really know what your teenager was going to say? Did you know what your te- kids were going to say? Be surprised by people. Life has a beautiful piece about that. Be surprised. You can't be surprised by people if you don't listen to them, if you don't hear them, if you don't know what they're going to say, right? If you think you have the whole world already worked out and Koshkin and Torah, Torah, you have to listen. The Divrei Torah is deep, right? Divrei Torah, Torah is, a, is a deep pursuit. So a person has to really be given over to listening to things, speaking to myself, of course, and to hearing every word and making sure I understand, I understand you. And then you have to speak well. You have to express yourself in a good way. It's painful sometimes you see perhaps no fault of their own, that never learn to express themselves in the best way possible. And, and that goes through in their sometimes lack of Talmud because people can't understand them well. You know, one wonders sometimes if someone would have trained them a little bit to speak better at a certain point, maybe they would have had more Talmudim. That's a sad thing. Like great uh, possible givers over of Torah were their naturals, people like Ramosha Shapiro or Mayor Shapiro. These are there are people who are just have a Kisharon Dibur on a different level. Mordechai Neugershal. Uh, there are many people who are just, wow, what, you know, Charlie Harari. There are these speakers out there. They're just unusual in their natural abilities. But there's a lot that can be learned. It's expressing something concise way, in a specific way, not speaking too long. Of course, all these things, getting the right words. So this is really, a, and I want to talk about them as a pair for a second. The idea of listening well and speaking well. They go together. It's interesting, in a landmark book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, one of the most famous uh, self-help books, maybe the most in, in the last 30 years, I don't know, 23 years. But there it has a chapter about uh, seek to understand and then be understood, which if you read the chapters, I remember it is all through listening. Someone wants to speak to you, seek to understand them. Tell them that you really understood them. Tell them what you understood. See if they agree that you've understood them correctly. But then don't stop with that. Seek to be understood. So it's interesting. Those two, you know, that chapter, which he felt was so important, and which is a big part of the book, which obviously all the seven parts of the book are all important, is seek to understand through listening and be understood through speaking. You could have a good person who understands well, listens well, but they can't express it. Well, what do you think about this? Mm, I don't know. Okay. Or someone who's exceedingly good at expre- explaining their side of the issue. Could I explain to you what I think? Uh, no, sorry. So those are, that's Shmiya Soz and Arikha Sasayim. Those are two necessary aspects in the receiving of Torah and the giving over of Torah. And, and all the time, my Chavrus is saying something to me, my wife is saying something to me, my child's coming to me. Can, can I really listen well? So I think everybody hears how these are two ideas which are complementary, which work together, and both each one on its own so necessary. Um, I was thinking, so now on the practical level, I want everybody over this week to think to themselves, deal with some questions. What are you better at? Are you a better listener or you're better expressing things? Some people, I probably, most people are better expressing themselves and listening, but some people are definitely better one way or the other. Well, let's get personal. This is odd. What are you better at? Are you a better listener or are you better expressing? 
Some people, they have a lot of opportunities for speaking. They have less opportunities for listening. I know this is something which personally pains me sometimes, just as a Rosh Hashiva. Someone is teaching, Siat Shmaya in different contexts. I don't get a chance to listen so much sometimes. And sometimes I grab at the opportunity. I wish I could grab it more. But sometimes I also don't, even when that opportunity was, once I'm out of the mode, you know, it's hard to go and now say, okay, now it's time to really be a listener of Torah. Hopefully I listen to people speak to me about issues. And now another issue that I want to mention about listening, which makes it difficult, and now we're going to dig a little deeper, friend, is that sometimes everything kind of sounds the same. All right? They're just giving a chizik about a moon again. Or they're talking about the importance of reasons. Or they're saying how Pesach is the most important holiday. Or they're saying how everybody has to work in Torah. Right? So there's a lot of Torah out there. And a lot of things do sound similar. And to be blunt, some people are not saying too much of anything new. So it sounds like things are not, but it's not true, though. There are a lot of people out there who are really saying things of distinction and are saying different things. And we have to unthink ourselves and think that everybody's saying the same things in order to appreciate that, no, in fact, people are saying different things and appreciate the Chachman on a whole different level. There's another problem we have, which I'll call, let's say, casual podcast Torah, right? A lot of us are involved in listening to things, maybe what you're listening to right now, maybe you're listening on two-speed or five-speed, which might be okay. I'm speaking a little slow today. And you might be running a marathon at the same time. We've gone into this mode where we're used to listening to things in kind of like a half year, which is okay in terms of it's better to fill our time with Torah than with something else, but we're not necessarily training ourselves to listen really well. So think about that. Think about this question. When do I have an opportunity to really listen? And so too, when do I have an opportunity to really say it right? Because in the same situation, a lot of times it doesn't really make a difference what words I use because everybody's just kind of listening anyway. And everybody's kind of just trying to get a, a general idea of it. But no one's really makes a difference. So therefore, I'm not necessarily listening so well and I'm not necessarily saying it over so well, etc. Okay, so that's that's part of what I want everybody to think about, just getting our heads around this important topic. The co- specific Kabbalah, which I want to try to do, is for this week, Kabbalah and Latova, preferably in a Torah concept, but not Muchach, because even if it's not in Torah, it will still train us to once a day, for a short time, really try to listen really well. If it's for half a minute, it's for a minute, just make a decision. This half a minute, this minute, I'm going to mamish focus on listening what another person is saying. If it's my chavrusa, if it's my rav, if it's a shir that I'm in, if it's a podcast that I'm listening to, if it's my wife, if I can't find the opportunity to her, but I'm going to really, really, really focus. We have to get ourselves in this, train ourselves a little bit to have Shemir Sozen. And, and, and part of it, we just fall out of the training. I want to, I want to, one, Spend that half a minute, minute, really, really, really listening well. Leaning into it. Fully engaged in it. I'm not doing anything else besides listening right now. Even do it for 30 seconds. Time it. That. And also, I want to say one thing over in an extremely good way. Not to say you know, and not to say hum and haw, and not to search for the words, and not to be sure. I'm going to plan myself. I'm going to say a sentence concisely, with succinctly, say exactly what I mean to say, leave no room for doubt, no room for lack of clarity, to say it exactly as is. Okay, so those, and that's that's a good jump 
uh, to jump into this uh, important sugya, getting ready. The Torah is such a great thing. We're coming to Makabal, Hashem and Shavuos. Have to get ourselves ready for the Torah in a good way. And here, this is the way to do it by working on Kinyani Torah. And the place we're going to start with Shmias Ozen and Rishus Asayim once a day to really listen well, well, once a day to say something over, to think and say something over really well. And that will get us into the whole Hergel and Bezrat Hashem will go from there.